0: Asking the right questions to find out what motivates your employees.
1: Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join national presenter and consultant Rory Rowland as he discusses another aspect of powerful coaching and how it transforms people to improve your organization.
0: Welcome to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Hi, Rory. Thank you, Paul, for having me today. I'm delighted to be here.
1: I'm glad you're back to um, help us. Focus on coaching to mm-hmm. develop the potential of our employees, ourselves, and uh, everybody around us. Right. Uh, how tell, I always ask this question about mm-hmm. it's really important. Mm-hmm. Why is coaching so important up front? I mean, I know you're going to get into some specific things here, but just right. why does it get you so jazzed
0: up? Yeah, clearly today we're going to talk about asking the right questions and finding out what motivates your employees. But really, every manager faces a potential gap uh, You know, between where their performance is right now and what the potential of that employee is. Coaching allows you to compress that gap, close that gap, and get more performance out of your employees and get them closer to their potential. It's one of the most powerful tools I've discovered in helping managers get close that potential gap and get the results they want with their employees and with their teams. Helps them get promoted, helps them get recognized, helps the bottom line, helps the ROA. It's just a tremendous amount of impact that it can have in the organization. So thank you for asking that one.
1: Well, one of the key uh, skill sets is asking questions right. as a as a uh, coach, right, and so today you'll be talking about asking the right questions to find what motivates the employees, right? So, how do we find out their motivation? What do they, from the very beginning we have an employee. How do we find out what their internal drive really is?
0: I mean, that's a great question. And what I've discovered is when I've worked with managers all over the country and really all over the world, uh, when I thought about it the other day, I, I I know I have a a client portfolio that the sun doesn't set on. I mean, I've got clients all over the world. And so wherever the sun is shining at that point, I've got a client probably up and running and working. And what I've discovered is that 80% of managers never ask the question, what are the drivers of that employee? What are the functions that they want yeah. to do? And by not asking that question, you're missing out on a tremendous opportunity to truly find out what's driving them, what's geeking them up, what's getting them excited. So it's truly one of the most valuable tools as a coach. So to underco- so to, uh, to uh, uncover their internal drivers. You want to schedule one-on-one meetings and find out what's really, truly happening with them. So invest the time to ask the questions to uncover what's most important to them. What are their drivers? And then obviously listen to the responses. And then listen for more than just the words. Listen to what really is the underlying themes. Mm-hmm. They'll probably tell you some stories about a, you know, a, a childhood experience or you know something that drove them. Um, one of the things that was interesting, I was listening to a, a coaching manager or coaching uh, expert the other day. And she was talking about what drives hyperachievers. achievers. And it's always some time in their life where somebody told them they couldn't do this. Uh, you're not smart enough. You're not quick enough. You're not skilled enough. You're not a good enough speaker. And all of these people, that's what drove them to be, mm. you know, high performing individuals. That somebody told them they couldn't be. And this is their way to show them, you know, I can. And I just think that's an incredibly powerful tool. So what what drives your employees, and 80% of managers don't ask that. So this is a great. This is podcast will help you ask those questions so you can find out what motivates your employees. What are some of the questions that
1: coaches should ask? Like, what are some examples?
0: Absolutely, and that's what I want to do with this podcast is make it simple, almost okay. step by step. You know, and so one of the questions you can ask is, "What do you want to be doing that you're not doing now?" I think that's a great question because if they're in a job and they'd like to be doing something else and they've never articulated that or you've never asked them that. They may never thought that that's okay to talk about. And if you make it okay to talk about that, then you can start to say, hey, this person wants to be here. This person wants to be there. Because the great skill of a manager is finding out what the strengths are of of an employee and putting them in the right spot. Um, Kind of like a a maestro in an orchestra. You know, having the best violinist play this piece of music at this time. And if you find out what they're most motivated about and what they love to do, that could be truly a life-changing event for them, but also for your team. And then also you can ask them the questions, what areas do you want to strengthen, improve on, or develop? Because if they have certain strengths they want to improve on or develop, then they could get better at that. But the key is also recognizing that don't talk about their weaknesses. You're not going to fix weaknesses. I'll give you an example of that. I am an absolutely pathetic speller. Always have been, always will be. Now, I could spend every day going through a dictionary trying to spell better, but that's really not going to help my skill sets. There's word check there's editors there's people who can look at my work and say we can fix that Mm -hmm. have them do that have those people that do that so you want to have kind of the the yin and yang of your organization find out those things that people do well and have them do that and other people that do something that's their weakness then match them up so they have strengths and weaknesses of two people working together and then all of a sudden you have a stronger and more effective team
1: these are very open questions right why do you ask these two first
0: Cause you just want to find out what's happening. And, and as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, 80% of managers don't even ask these questions. So okay. managers, so employees have never been even brought this up. So I want managers to think about that. Wow. I've never brought my employees in. I've never asked them that question. And to do that so that you really find out what motivates them and what geeks them up.
1: Now you ask these two questions first, how right. do they set up the entire coaching session?
0: You know, they set it up to allow you to ask other questions. Um, and, and really almost talking about uh, the legacy question. And that is, you know, how would you like to be remembered in this organization? Mm. Or what is your action plan and your goals? What do you would like to achieve? And so everybody wants to be remembered for something, that they had an impact, that they did something effective, that they did something well. And that really leads into that process, is, uh, you know, really talking about what legacy do you want to leave? Everybody has that process, everybody has that approach that they want to do. and.
1: Now, is this the this is the leg- legacy question, right? For the employee, and you want them to start thinking about that at every coaching setting, right?
0: Absolutely. What legacy do you want to leave? Because you and I, we both. Uh, one of the reasons we're doing the podcast. This is the legacy we want to leave. We uh-huh. want to help. We've gone through and we've learned a number of skills that can help managers be more effective. So this podcast is our legacy. Well. Managers, other folks, want to have the same kind of legacy. So we want to ask them, what legacy? Well,
1: everybody wants to have a legacy, right? Absolutely. Yeah. We want.
0: We want, to leave, we want to leave the world better than we found it. It seems though,
1: everyone wants to leave a legacy. Well, actually, mm-hmm. everyone does leave a legacy, mm-hmm. <laughs> but but we don't challenge uh, enough people to. Think about what type of legacy they want. They want to leave. That's a great yeah.
0: point. That's a great point. I hadn't thought of that before when we were preparing for this. Is mm-hmm. everybody does leave a legacy? Yeah. Is it the legacy they wanted Who to wants. leave? That's right. And you know what legacy do you want to leave is a really impar- a really right. powerful question. And I and I love that question. And, and then also with that process, you know, what do you need to, what do you need that's preventing you from reaching those goals or what's impacting you? So what's, okay. what's impeding your ability to, to get, reach those goals? I think it's a great question. What's impeding you from reaching those goals or how can I best support you to achieve those goals? That way, you can uncover how each employee wants to be managed and supported, which is a really important question. We're going to talk about that uh, in greater detail in this podcast, but also in a in a further podcast down the line dealing with uh, underperforming employees. These questions get a little more difficult. These are mm-hmm. these are where you start asking what's inhibiting
1: their them from reaching their goals. Right. So, what are what's your advice on asking these? I would say a little more t- difficult questions.
0: Yeah, you know, obviously, you've got to have a great trust and a relationship with this employee in order to ask these kinds of questions. But you can ask questions like, how can I best manage you and hold you accountable for the results that oh. you or we are looking for? And so then you're asking them, basically, how can I manage you? How do you want to be approached? How do you want to be addressed? And yeah, go I, ahead.
1: I, well, I like the I like this question because it's a balance of holding them accountable, but mm. also telling them that you're going to help them.
0: Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And that we're in this together. And if there's something that I'm doing or the organization is doing is keeping you from those goals, then let's work on that. Let's find out what's happening. I love this next question. How can I hold you accountable in a way that will sound supportive and won't come across as negative or micromanaging? And I think that's an important question to ask very rarely. And I'll ask you this. Has a manager ever asked you that question in your entire career? No. uh -uh. And what an incredibly powerful question you know right. is to ask the question you know my goal is not to be my goal is not to be critical but my goal is to be develop- developmental and if i cross that line please let me know this is a great way to address that I, to be developmental
1: i'm having a, a what they what they call in training an aha moment on these questions because mm-hmm. you're really um a lot of people want to um it's easy for them to ask the easy questions and the nice questions but it's more difficult for them to ask the accountability questions this question Shows you're supporting while you're holding people accountable. Absolutely. So that those that's a real make a note everybody on these. So what are the examples of these type of questions you have?
0: Yeah, and so then there's some there's some other ones. I want and I want to address that going back yeah. for a second. You know, a, a vision. You know, a, a plumbing contractor having plumbers working on a big project, and he doesn't give them any wrenches to work on. You know how can he hold them accountable for the project if they don't have the tools to do that? And so often what we do inadvertently in organizations is we assign somebody a task, we don't give them the tools or the skills in order to do that. And one of the skills that I see lacking in organizations is the the skill of coaching and the skill of leadership in that regard. So many managers want to want to be great managers, want to lead their team, want to get through great results. But without coaching, without this coaching model, they can't do that. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm so geeked up about this podcast, because it can it gives them the tools that they can be a better coach, a better yeah. manager, and have those tools so they can be a better plumber well, is the then, key.
1: And then on the other side, I think about the many times you've talked about people who want to... Um, have easier work for 80 hours a week. Right. What's, what's the exact expression? <laughs> 80
0: or 70 hours of easy. 70 hours of easy. Right.
1: So they'll be supportive, but they're not going to hold people accountable. Right. You and know.
0: and not they're, going, they're not going to hold them accountable, but they won't give them the responsibility to carry out the task. Right. You know, they go, well, it's too hard to, to explain this to them. It's or too difficult to delegate this to them. So it's just easier for me to do it. And as you continue to accumulate all of those tasks that you don't delegate, then all of a sudden you're working 70 hours a week mm-hmm. and your employees are wondering, why am I here? They don't feel fulfilled. They don't feel valued. They don't feel important.
1: So, th- so this is for those folks who really want to help, but also step it up and make them accountable as
0: well absolutely both from the employees and the managers perspective Mm -hmm. because if you had a manager who asks you how can you how can i be a better manager and can you help hold me accountable it's powerful it's like that's life-changing that's Uh like a complete 180 turn for typical managers typical managers say i'm all right you're wrong i'll tell you what to do i'm in the position of power you're not and when you turn that dynamic and you say, hey, we're equals. I make mistakes, too. How can I be a better manager? All of a sudden, you're on equal footing. your colleagues and you're both approaching the goal from this perspective of how can we be teammates and get better in the organization?
1: And that concept is really important to you because you, you don't refer to, you refer to people as your teammate, even right. if you're a manager with mm-hmm. an employee because right. of that mindset, right?
0: Absolutely. They're all teammates. They're, you know, we're all in this together. And and I, I I never liked the uh, the term you know they say client or coachy yeah right I, again that that has a sense of power mm-hmm. and, and that power differential and I love the term you know team member because then you're talking about us together working towards that goal right. and when people see themselves as part of being in a team then all of a sudden there's just something exciting about that something driving about that mm-hmm. just something we're gonna we're gonna accomplish something together we're gonna be able to do something we can't do alone. And I, I find that just invigorating to be around that kind of a process. Right. Yeah. And so I think it's just a great a great way to do that. So any other examples? Absolutely. Yeah, there's tons of examples to do this. And, and one of them you might ask is, how do you want me to approach you if you don't follow through with your commitments? Mm. So you know if this doesn't work, how do you want me to approach you? How do you want me to hold you accountable? How do you want me to handle it? Uh, what would be a good way for me to bring this up with you so that we can be open and have a clear discussion about it. And again, that's allowing them to kind of describe how they would like to be managed, how they like to be focused on how they would like to uh, handle the situation. And I think that's a great way to go about it. So it, it
1: sounds like you're really uncovering the style of management that the other teammate really responds to. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Because you're, you're going to, you know, you're, this is probably the first time in their life a manager has ever asked them, how would you like to be managed? And you know what? You're probably going to get dead air Mm -hmm. because they'll know instinctively, intuitively how they would like to answer that. They may not have come to the point where they could articulate it effectively. And so if they they stumble or fall or trip on that question, it's okay. You might want to say to them, you know what? Take the weekend. Take an evening. Think about it. Let's talk about it tomorrow. And you can come back to me. But also recognize this is not just a weekend or tomorrow issue. You can bring it up to me from two weeks from now. You probably
1: should, right? Absolutely.
0: Continue to bring that up because I want to be a better manager and a better coach. And so if you can give me some ways that I can do that more effectively, I'm all in. Mm -hmm. Because the important key I've learned a long time ago, set your ego aside. You do not need to know it all. But you do need to know that ask the right questions so you can get to the right result. And that's an important key. It's like uh, I was watching, a, I love to play poker, so I was watching a mm-hmm. poker video of Danny Negrano, and he says, if you make mistakes, that's okay. Not learning from those mistakes is the mistake. Yeah. And I think that's very, very powerful for all of us to recognize that if we're not coaching effectively, if we're not asking those questions, we're, we're going to continue to make the same mistakes over and over again, and then that's shame on us. Mm-hmm. So these questions really get rid of that fog. Absolutely. My my uh, father used to say, if it's foggy in the pulpit, it's cloudy in the pews. Mm. And what this allows us to do is truly get rid of that fog that's facing all of us. Uh, we, we have that communication because the employee might, might say, oh, man, I'd really like the manager to approach me this way, but they've never had the courage or had an invitation to say that. So, you know, how do you correct your manager if they don't ask for correction? Right. I mean, that's, that's almost impossible to do. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's taboo. Yeah. Um, Like uh, the other day I was in an event and the CEO was talking and I thought they should be done. and that didn't go well and so I said to one of the senior leaders uh, can you know I gave I didn't say anything but I turned my back to the CEO so the CEO wouldn't see it and I made that symbol you know kind of like spinning your your finger around yeah, in a circle wrap, like, it, up. wrap it up and uh, the, the person was just mortified no you know, just give me this look like, no no, we don't do that that's the CEO we don't tell them that they're, we're gonna stop now <laughs> That's funny <laughs> so so and I think that's the key of coaching if the CEO, Let's imagine that CEO, how freeing it would be in that organization. If that CEO said to them, if I need to wrap it up, tell me to wrap it up. Right. It's okay. If we've got a schedule, if I'm holding this from a schedule, if I'm holding a whole bunch of, you know, a team meeting and there's a whole bunch of like breakout sessions and we're all at a big conference and I'm holding it up and I'm keeping people from going to those things on, on a timely manner, I need to be stopped. And how freeing and refreshing that would be. That's the same thing that you're doing here by asking those questions. You're getting rid of that fog of uncertainty and making clarity so that you're a better coach, they're a better employee, and you're getting the results that you want to achieve in your organization. So I love these techniques.
1: So let's recap the the important steps, if you could, for
0: us. Absolutely. And, and a lot of them are, number one, you want to find out what the internal drivers are. 80% of managers never ask the question, what are the internal drivers? And I think that's a, such an important key. Obviously, schedule that one-on-one meeting and have that conversation. And then ask questions like, what do you want to do better that you're not currently do? What are your areas of strengths that you want to improve on or what do you want to develop? And don't worry about you can't fix their weaknesses. You've got to develop their strengths. And then also ask these two important questions. What is important to you in your life and your career? And what does your career success look like? What's the end goal? And what are the three most important areas that you'd like to accomplish right now? And so by asking those things of what do you want to accomplish or achieve, you can do that how would you like to be remembered this organization and what actions or steps or goals do you want to achieve? I think that's such a great legacy question to ask. And then you might want to ask the question, what do you need that's preventing you from reaching these goals? How are we impeding your ability to reach those goals? I think it's a great question. And then how can I best manage you to hold you accountable for the results that you're looking for? If we can ask those questions, we can be incredibly powerful as managers. And then how can I hold you accountable in a way that sounds supportive and won't come across as negative or micromanaging? I want to make sure that you're getting your job done. I want to be supportive, but I don't want to get in the way. And I think that's a great way to do it. And then how do you want me to approach you if you don't follow through on your commitments? How do you want me to handle it? What What would be a good way to bring this up so that we can be open to the discussion of, Hey, this is a shortcoming. And and then ultimately, if you ask the question, how can I be a better manager? I think that's a great question. And remove yeah. that fog, like the CEO who was out there talking and right. should have stopped. Right. <laughs> but nobody knew, did they have the authority to stop him? Right. But if the CEO had given them the clear path to say, hey, if I'm off the trail, if I'm off the tracks or I'm making I'm going too long stop me Uh, because there's really is there anything that's so important in the last 30 seconds or a minute or two minutes that somebody says at a conference that's going to be Mm life-changing unless of course all of you are fired and then of course that's
1: right
0: (laughs) but they don't typically end with that right Um, so I think that's just an important key of getting rid of that fog having that communication so you can all work together to achieve the goals you're trying to accomplish as managers and as leaders
1: well these are real practical solutions so Mm -hmm. thank you For that, if people need to get a hold of you, Mm -hmm. want to get a hold of you, how about that? (laughs) <laughs> and I have had people like, reach out to me on this. This has would, been great. Would like to get a hold
0: of you. How right. do they do that? Yeah. I've got my website, RoryRoland.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-O-W-L-A-N-D.com. Uh, uh, they can also get me there. We also have CoachingManager.University. It's a university. It's a 52-week program we've put together so that people can manage, learn to manage more effectively. And uh, we've got that up and running. And I think that's a great tool for managers to learn these topics and these ideas in a very structured and formal kind of university type of setting. And it's all online, and they can do it themselves. And it's about 15 to 20 uh, minutes a week. I think it's a great way for them to learn to manage.
1: Excellent. All right. Well, thank you very much. We'll see you next time. Thank you, Paul. Thanks for listening to Coaching for Potential with Rory Rowland. Join us next time for another discussion about the power of coaching. This has been a KCTK production produced by Paul Lavoda and Rory Roland. For more information and content, visit roryroland.com.